Hello, welcome to an episode of The Outliers, hosted on NPR. As always, I'm your host, McLean Hirschbiel, with me today, talking about his traumatizing childhood. It's me, other host, Tyler Toledo, also from NPR. Funny enough, I love NPR, and I was like listening to it earlier, so that's why I wanted to do it. Like, I think they're the last good radio news source. I don't really know much about NPR, and I'm not gonna lie. I did a project that was inspired by something that the NPR did, but... I don't keep up with them frequently. Like I said, I like NPR. I think they're like decent. As far as news groups go, they're decent. Anyway, we should be hey, an ASMR podcast. Yeah. Hey, um, by the way, NPR sponsor us. <laughs> we date our sponsors. Yeah. Tyler. This is coming know- from Raid Shadow Legends. <laughs> Tyler, do you know what we're talking about today? Uh no. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, like, I actually forgot. Tyler, what do you know about World War II? Oh, yeah. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Did we Are literally you? just spent all day yesterday <laughs> working out the schedule? My brain went, <laughs> fuck you, Tyler. I'm a bad co-host. I'm sorry. World War II was the largest conflict in human uh, uh, history that touched every corner of the map. Filled with stories of horrors and heroes. That's not what we're going to be covering today, though. We're going to be talking about some of the weirder, stranger stuff that no one ever really talks about. So I got some choice stories to start with. Tyler, how do you feel about ice cream? I love ice cream. Recently, I have become lactose intolerant, so it scares me a little bit more now, but still. I, I also love ice cream, and I also know that I can't not be around a bathroom if I plan on having ice cream. Listen, sometimes you got to be willing to face the consequences <laughs> of your actions. <laughs> have you tried those uh, lactate things? Oh, you should try them. They're they're, they're helpful. Ah. Well, hi, welcome to this unpleasant part of the podcast where <laughs> Tyler and I talk about how our bodies hate us. Anyway, so what do you think about the Pacific Theater of World War II? <laughs> I like that a little bit less. <laughs> Did you know that ice cream holds a special place in the United States Navy? Yeah, sounds like a good place to get some ice cream. Yeah, in fact, ice cream actually kind of replaced alcohol in World War II because they were beginning to ban it from the army. And as Prohibition went, it was prolonged banned. This was part of the modernizing the military. And in World War II, it was still a favorite amongst sailors. In fact, are you familiar with aircraft carrier Lexington? Sure. So it was sank during World War II. While it was sinking, uh, soldiers would actually scoop ice cream into their helmets so they could take it with them as the ship was sinking. Priorities. <laughs> Which, like, Ew, you, but that's that... like sweaty ass ice cream. Yeah, I feel like if the ship's sinking, you don't care. Like, I just, I, I just have the image of like a bunch of guys like, oh no, the ship's sinking. I know what I need to do grabbing a tub of ice cream and sprinting. Ew, but like eating ice cream with your head sweat all in it. I feel like you don't care. Well, like. This Some guys kind of like, nasty though. Grab tubs and they were just also like eating it full like face first into it as they were like waiting in lifeboats to be rescued. It was a huge morale booster because that's the whole point of things like ice cream is like you like like there's this saying that a army runs on its stomach and that's true to some degree. You want morale boosters because the usual food you're given on board is kind of bland and not that great. It's actually do you know what brand, what uh group in the military has the best food service? Which group? Submariners. Really? Yeah. Basically, because they want to keep morale so high, they try to keep the, they try to make sure they have the best food. So they'll actually have like really good fresh food for the first part and then it teeters off, but they still try to keep in the higher quality. So if you're in the Navy and you like food, submarine is a job for you. 
if it ever do a submarine. We'll talk about submarines some more on this episode, but are you familiar with the term hot bedding or hot bunking? Sounds familiar. There's submarines have this problem where there's more crew than there are beds. So you share a bed yes, with I someone. Basically, <laughs> when they're up, you're asleep. And when you're asleep, they're up. And he's basically called that because you are literally getting the bed after they just get out. That sounds like a great time. So ice cream, huge morale booster. And like you could imagine, especially in the Pacific where it's hot, uncomfortable, and like you're witnessing the most horrific things possible, you want to be boosting morale of both Marines and sailors. Of course. So in in the military, you have to have a huge support structure. And with these are ships such as concrete mixing ships. These are ships that are meant to help deliver concrete so they could build things like fortifications, docks, and stuff like that. The USS Quartz was one of these concrete barges built with several large mixers. It could produce gallons of concrete, and it was used in construction. However, by the end of the war, it wasn't really needed because we were kind of overproducing what we needed for the war. So it was unnecessary. So they were going to scrap it. However, they had idea to turn it into a giant morale boost, and they converted it into an ice cream barge. Ooh. And they did this because, the you know, like I said, the Marines and sailors had seen some of the worst fighting in, in the war on this front. And every every it could produce 10 gallons of ice cream every seven minutes, which by the end of a shift produced 500 gallons, as well as whole 2,000 gallons in the huge mixers. That's a lot of cream. Yeah. It was also fitted with an ice cream bar, an ice cream bar with you know tables and all that so what do you think of the uss quartz the u.s navy ice cream ship man that sounds like a good vibe so i also want to contrast at this point in the war japanese soldiers were cut off from rations and we had resorted to eating rats in their bunkers yeah and we got ice cream could you imagine say number one baby like could you imagine what how you would feel like about your how well you're doing the war if like a marine capture is like we got ice cream, and you're like, I just ate rats. Yeah, this is, that's that's why we number one. Unfortunately, because <laughs> the military is stupid, I did find an article about from like a uh, it's like a, called Coffee or Die. It's by Black Rifle Coffee, which is a fascist coffee company, and like they basically pandered to the troops. And the people saying I don't understand because I'm a civilian. Fuck, this is like Damos's word that they're like con artists. So look at the fuck off my back. What a what what a term. A fascist is coffee, coffee. company. Yeah. Nobody. Anyway, and they like basically did an article about how like like it was better when the military like allowed booze instead of ice cream instead of sissy food. So like fuck off. <laughs> Everyone likes ice cream. Stop being a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine um, letting people like enjoy shit. Impossible. Well, like, their whole brand is like, you don't drink coffee, you're a bitch. If you drink tea, you're a bitch. And it's like, shut the fuck up. Some people just don't like the taste of coffee. You're the bitch. Yeah. Sorry, I want to enjoy So, <laughs> this is also going to be the only not gross or depressing story in this entire episode. Oh. But, uh, yeah, like, so where are you? Do you have any, like, thoughts let's, on that? On, let's, like, just, this... let's just savor this ice cream moment for now. Do you have any, like, Hold what's your favorite that? flavor of ice cream? Dude, I, I, I'm a huge cookies and cream fan. Ooh. I'm a straw. I like strawberry, but, like, do you know uh, what haagen Yeah. They do this episode that has this one that has like churros and caramel in it, and that shit is to die for. It sounds pretty good. It's I'm also, a, I'm also it sucks though because you're like paying this much for like you're paying like five dollars for this much ice cream. You know it's worth it. I'm also a big mint chocolate chip fan. See, yeah, yeah, that's that's a good one. It's not my go-to though. Anyway, you ready to talk about something that's the opposite of ice cream? 
what's the opposite of ice cream so i've 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 kind of i've titled this one knee deep in it the are you familiar with u-boats yeah i'm familiar with u-boats so the u-boats uh first actually used in world war one but more famously used in world war ii was a submarine the Germans had very good submarines for the times. They were not the actually actually the Italians were surprisingly good submariners at the time. It was yeah, like the one the thing the had. one thing the Italians did well during the entire war is their navy wasn't terrible. They didn't really need much of a navy though. Yeah, <laughs> which is which is unfortunate for them. Their campaign against Allied ships uh, basically would disable trade. The Amer- the way America got around it, though, is clever because we essentially built more ships than they could torpedoes, which is a lot about us as a country. Well, yeah, especially when we have like the two or three year advantage where we got to sit around on our asses before the war started, before we got involved in the war. Well, I mean, even before we were involved, we were sending Liberty ships. yeah. So we got like the huge production advantage without any of like the resource depleted. Yeah, um, which is just like America, like, okay, I guess we'll get involved now. Picks up the giant hammer they built. Wait, what? Yeah, no, like we uh like those those uh three years before we got involved in the war were incredibly important. Yeah. So as soon as as soon as we got I mean it, our two major advantages fighting the Japanese and Germans is that there's a huge ocean between us and them. That's who. Like geographically we're in a, a like one of the advantages spot. America has is we're never not fighting a war on our terms. Yeah. U-boats were very good for their time. Um they weren't the best submarines. Um I don't idolize them. Um yeah, and a lot of things were dangerous on board too. Like there was gas leaks, uh, there was like just diesel everywhere. You could suffocate, drown. Actually, there a uh, fun fact: if salt water mixed with their batteries, it would create chlorine gas. That sounds like a really major design flaw. Yeah, and they also one of the ways that the U-boat crewmen would figure out that the carbon uh, levels were too high is because they weren't able to light their cigarettes. Mm-hmm. lighting cigarettes down there seems like a bad idea in <laughs> yeah general. like which i yeah you played red dead redemption too right yeah you know that scene where john and arthur light their cigarettes next to the dynamite and then they look at what they're about to do <laughs> i feel like that's the entirety of the german name but even better is i like the idea it's like oh man i'm lightheaded oh we need to surface um <laughs> It just seems like an all like where do you let the smoke out? You, I'm like headed from all these gas fumes. Let me just like put a bunch of tar and chemicals into my lungs with no way to air it out. Yeah. So these weren't great. Um, however, the fate of the crew would actually be in the hands of their of their ship's most utilized part that would destroy the particular U-boat we're gonna talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, so you so what do you think is the most important part of a of a ship or u-boat that like every sailor would have to use sooner or later navigation system is pretty good no it's like you have one in your house what do i have in my house I don't know. <laughs> what about the bathroom oh yeah you have one of those yeah so a big problem for submarines is where do you store waste or sewage or shit I don't know. On a submarine. I would just like have a tube that leads outside. <laughs> well, there's a small problem with that, Tyler. Yeah. Um, you're underwater. 
Um, so the British idea, version of, the, of dealing with this problem was like holding tanks. Every country had a version, like holding tanks that would be dumped at a later time. Uh, the Germans, however, came up with a very complex system that essentially would air pressurize and shoot it out while underwater. Um, what, like a torpedo? Kind of, yeah, actually. It's, it's like, like a, a waste. <laughs> it's a burrito, yeah. <laughs> torpedo? A, a torpedo, yeah. Um, except there was one major-ish problem with this is it was incredibly complex actually it was so complex they needed a specialized engineer trained on how to use it nice tyler can you imagine being like having to explain to people so what are you doing in the navy i'm the uh toilet operator i'm 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 the shit engineer the shit engineer first class (laughs) ma'am i launch poop out of fucking (laughs) submarines yeah um proud to serve my country (laughs) So yeah, are you? I feel like you're putting together the problems that this might be going towards. Uh huh. Let's get out with it. Yeah. So <laughs> you, so you, twelve oh six set sail on on April nineteen forty five under the command of promote recently promoted commander Carl Adolf Schlitt. That's an unfortunate name where this is going. Um. <laughs> Also, keep in mind, the Kriegsmarine is not doing well. The German army is losing bad. So these are the best of the best are not left. So the command of U... Uh, so during the night, the commander the commander of U-126 relieved himself and not wanting to leave what he'd relieved himself of in the toilet or wake up the engineer, he decided that he could figure out how to use the toilet himself. After all, it's just a toilet, right, Tyler? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. He then proceeded to flood the submarine with a mix of salt water and sewage. They were first to surface upon the submarine, the salt water reaching the batteries and releasing clouds of chlorine gas. Oh, no. They were captured by Allied soldiers. (laughs) Three sailors died either choking from chlorine glass or drowning in sewage. That's that's which could you imagine being the guy who's like, wait, like, oh, my God, I wish I got it was like drowning in sewage, like. Not like this! Not like this! Not like this! Oh my god, I can't I can't imagine like dying swimming and shit and piss. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, why couldn't I be getting the chlorine gas? <sighs> what why are there so many poop-related tragedies in history? <laughs> anyway, what do you think of this tragedy? I mean, it's Nazis, so it's not that tragic. But what do you oh, think it actually this? makes it a little bit funnier. <laughs> Again, I just like imagine to... imagining a bunch of Nazis drowning in shit and <laughs> chlorine gas is kind of hilarious. Again, just imagine not like this, not like this. Oh, Chase. <laughs> so, like, what are you? What's your takeaway from this whole thing, man? What a Jason, shitty way to Jason, die. Jason. <laughs> imagine if you were just woken up by like a, like a, a sweaty captain, and you hear as the shit engineer, and you hear water running, and just like, hey. I fucked up. I fucked up. I fucked up. Uh, what I also imagine what the funniest part must have been them explaining what happened to the Allied sailors who who captured them because you know that like commander had to laugh so hard he started crying. It was just like, okay, wait, I think I'm I think I'm ready to address you guys now. Hold on, I needed more one more man to clarify. That was a great. Thank you for telling me that. I lost most of my family in this war, but you just told me the greatest thing ever. No, I just imagine them like find discovering these dudes, and they're all just like covered in sewage. And yeah. the, the way they found them is they were able to uh track their scent. You smell shit. 
Everything like <laughs> you'd like smell them from miles away. Hey, wait, you want a less happy story? Less happy than uh drowning and shit <clears throat> and chlorine. This one's called K9C4. So Russia and the Soviet Union got desperate in World War II. Um, yeah, they did. Despite what the guy with the anime girl Stalin avatar would like you to think, Russia was not able to carry themselves on their own. They actually were able to achieve through a mixture of the U.S. Lend-Lease program and being able to buy time by us opening a second front for them. They also just had the population to just like... yeah. Well, yeah, there's that too. And like also a majority of those Soviet groups who fought for the Russians were not from Russia. So, yeah, Soviet Union sucks is my point. Um, So one of the weapons they created was the mine dog. These these were to counter German tanks. And it was a dog with a bomb vest that had a little antenna on it. That's exactly where I thought it was going when you said K9C4, and I was hoping it would be a different direction, but... Uh, is it sad is. this isn't the last time they use animals as explosives in this episode? In this episode? Yeah. Oh. I actually left out some, because they, they, using animals as weapons is a long-running thing in this uh, is in World War II. And oh there's no, a- I hate that. Um, yeah, so the bomb dogs uh, were trained and actually worked pretty well, but there's a small little tiny problem. They trained mm-hmm. them on Soviet tanks. Oh. hmm <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> so when they were released, some of them did run and actually hit German tanks. However, mm-hmm. a good chunk of them ran back into Russian lines, either not wanting to die or saw or because like, oh, I know that. That's a Russian tank. <laughs> <laughs> that's what i said that's so sad (laughs) could you imagine just being a russian soldier seeing the bomb dog running at your tank no go back go back go back it's also like not easy to train dogs and like all of that labor and time that you put into training that one dog (laughs) <laughs> only for that to happen so the germans also had a version of this except it didn't involve a dog it was a tiny little robotic tank called the goliath mm-hmm. and i i cut it because i didn't think this was interesting enough and it was wire guided by like a remote control like an rc car and they would just drive it from a safe position under a tank and blow it up but like i guess dogs now here's the funny part they didn't end this program to the 1990s what yeah, they still train dogs to do this, like, well well up until the end of the Cold War. I, I guess they must have figured out a way to train them differently. No. Uh... <laughs> For real? Yeah. They were still... Okay. Like, here's the thing. They probably... Like, I guess they blew up just enough German tanks that was effective, but it's like, they kind of... I, Something I've noticed, and a lot of countries do this, is when they fuck up, they either tend to not admit it ever happened, mm-hmm. or they're, like, double down on it. I think a great example of this in the U.S. could be, like, I'm trying to think of, like, a specific one, but we have so many t- test-failed projects. Like, there's a lot involving LSD. What the fuck was that? Skittles. Oh, how'd that taste? It was bizarre. Anyway, LSD. <laughs> yeah, like they tried to use LSD to like see, like a lot of conspiracies are based off of that, but like fuck with soldiers and did not go well. And they covered that, or the Tuskegee experiments, like, oh yeah, they either cover it up or double down that it's actually a good thing. 
we did some fucked shit. Yeah, but so like I'm not saying that this is just a Soviet thing, but the Soviets do it in such an interesting way when they fuck up, they just like, no, actually it worked, it worked really well. Mm-hmm. Uh fuck you. <laughs> um hey, I mean, like if it worked, it you worked. You actually like it's funny because like I think about that if it's China, like you ever see the people like China are like, oh, look at China, they're like actually doing lockdown. And it's like they're doing that because they made a vaccine that didn't work. Yeah. And they refuse to use the any of our vaccines. Like they're just not willing. The reason they're doing these severe lockdowns is they're not willing to admit they fucked up. Yeah. So that's the end of the bomb dogs, Tyler. What do you think of the bomb dogs or mind dogs? It's it's equal parts tragic and kind of funny. Um. So the like, next one, you know, I'm not a fan of dying dogs. <laughs> it's like that. I'm oh. not at all. Yeah. But the rationale behind it and the actual results of mm-hmm. how that ended up. Again, there's just the moment of just hearing a bunch of Russian guys launching their dog and then hearing them go bleh as it runs back at them. <laughs> no. <laughs> like it's, um, it shouldn't be funny. It shouldn't be. So this next one's called Bombat. Bombat. Or Bombastic. Ooh. I'm sorry. So, obviously, when the war broke out, there was a big jump on weapons. Of course, the one that would end the war, at least in Japan, and I'd say end the war the most, like, I think this is not the episode to do it, but controversially is heavily debated if the atomic bomb was necessary, Mm -hmm. especially the second one. But before the nuke, there was a lot of other ideas for weapons of mass destruction, the one of which was invented by Pennsylvania dentist, go Pennsylvania, uh, Lyle Lyle Adams. Uh, he had planned he he had planned to create a bomb with a thousand compartments, each containing a hibernating bat attached to a small explosive incendiary device. Huh. So this bomb would be like imagine a bunch of like stacks containers uh-huh. that would open up midair, and then a bunch of bats would wake up and fly out. And on all, each of those bats would be a tiny incendiary device. And the idea is this would start fires all over Japan. That's that's fucked on so many levels. <laughs> the worst part is it kind of worked, and we know for the worst reason. During one of the tests, a few of the bats with their explosive devices actually escaped and burned down a U.S. Army hangar and a gen- blew up a general's car. Um, the project was eventually scrapped in favor of the atomic bomb because it was seen as expensive and unreasonable, but we tested this. like We almost went through with this. Oh my god! The, the weird thing is, it kind of worked. It was a shitty idea, but it kind of worked. It 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 is a shitty idea, but like <laughs> I I could see it's just like how do you combine human cruelty with animal cruelty? There's a lot. There seems to be a lot of that going on with these yeah. last two. So like, how do we just like turn animals into weapons? I will say this is the end of kill, this is the end of killing animals. Cool, cool. Well non-human animals i mean it's it's not like i'm I'm not saying like the, the the atomic bomb didn't kill a shit ton of animals too but it also killed a ton of people it also killed a ton yeah the, the, I, like i said there were things i cut one of the things i actually cut from this episode because i want to make this episode pretty short was the um was the pigeon bomb the pigeon bomb and i'm not going to tell you anymore about that because i want to make you wait it was okay. also attempted again with a cat bomb cat bomb yeah, so still on the subject of... So what do you think of the bat bob, Tyler? Um, when you just say it like that, it sounds like, you know, one of Batman's little gadgets. It's so much dumber, though. It's so much dumber. Holy shit. 
Yeah. A dentist came up with this? Mm-hmm. What the fuck inspired that? Can you imagine if you're getting your teeth under your dentist? Like, so I had this idea to end the war. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, so we're gonna use bats and put tiny explosives on them, like tiny backpacks. Mm-hmm. And uh oh, hold on, uh put your head back, uh open your mouth a little wider. Okay, uh... great. And then we're gonna bomb them over Japan and they're gonna fly all over and start fires everywhere. Uh-huh. Hello, Huck. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a great idea. <laughs> I get pleasure from the torture here. Yeah, I feel like it's very unsurprising this came from the ideas of a dentist. It's unsurprising that it came from Pennsylvania. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Your state has produced like two of the worst politicians in recent history. Oh, it's true. You now the next one is just simply named the Thunder God Core. Thunder God. Ayo. One of the most depth <clears throat> Tyler, when you think desperation and Japan in World War II, what comes to mind for you? Desperation in Japan? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> On which side? <laughs> On the Japanese side. Well, because it's fresh in mind. Rats. No. So much dumber. One know. of the most desperate <laughs> reaches for victory in World War II was the Japanese, was the kamikaze program. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so just get away a few misconceptions about the kamikaze, and eventually this will be a few episodes for arm, but most kamikazes were not volunteers, as you'd be led to believe. They were mostly made volunteers by their commanders. Um, yeah. They had very little training um, and essentially were liked because of their disposability. Yeah, these missions, uh, most soldiers were often given sake to get good and drunk before they left. And were sometimes so paralyzed that they, that they had to be carried to their plane by crew members. Uh, Essentially just paralyzed with fear. Yeah, okay. I, I I don't blame them. Um, however, within the kamikazes, there was a unit that was technically elite called the Raji, or Thunder God Corps. <clears throat> now, the kamikaze themselves is an allusion to the divine winds. Mm-hmm which goes back to a battle during, I think, one of the attempted invasions by the Mon- by Mongolia or China, I can't remember. Mongolia, um, probably. Yeah. Um, where ships were driven away by a, a huge windstorm. That was the Mongols. Yeah. I, I should have like, written that down. I like wrote that it was a reference to battle, but I forgot to write who the invader was. Good thing I know what battle that is. Mm-hmm. Um, so kamikazes were seen as somewhat a desperate attempt, and some of them were effective-ish. They were never that effective um, because you essentially you would always lose a pilot and a plane every time you used them. So it was really kind of a drain of resources, and really was like a last you know last choice effort. However, the Oka bomber, or actually, sorry, not bomb bomb, would be a manned bomb that was powered by a rocket that would accrue one man and had a 2000 pound explosive on it. That's a big bomb attached to the bottom of bomber. It would fly close to the target where it then be dropped and then proceed to travel at 500 miles per hour towards its target. Oh, yep. It would then blow up. I figured that was the rest of that. <laughs> yeah. The Thunder Guard Corps themselves were giving a lot of leniency. Um, mm-hmm. Like they were kind of allowed to do whatever the fuck they want leading up to their last mission. Um, they were kind of notable for like kind of whoring and drinking a lot. Um, what are your thoughts on the Thunder God Core? Sounds like a dope ass name. Yeah, dope ass name, shitty fucking job. 
Yeah. When I said Thunder God Core, where did you think this was going? See, in my head, I like I I I knew it was gonna have something to do um with with that. But in my head, I'm like, ooh, can I make a shitty joke about this being an MCU crossover with Thor? Thor and the Imperial <laughs> Japanese Navy. Yeah, no, it was like I was I was I was really trying for that, and I'm like, this is just stupid. I'm not gonna do that. Fuck man. I can't imagine like being a kamikaze. Yeah, it, like I said, like the idea that these guys were all volunteer voluntary men was great. There's one guy I remember who uh he returned seven times and on the seventh he was he was killed. Yeah, there's one ship that got hit like six times by kamikazes and it survived somehow, but it was like a destroyer, so it wasn't that big. Mm-hmm. Which I imagine after the fifth time they're like, okay, there's no fucking way that's happening again. <laughs> No way, impossible. What the fuck? <laughs> Just this sudden son of an engine and a plane turning and a pilot going, oh no. <laughs> so we have one more story one what's gonna be a pretty short episode. Let's go. Are you familiar with President FDR? I'm a, I'm a little familiar with President FDR. He's a what cool guy. T- what if I told you the US Navy almost killed him? I think I've heard this one before. <laughs> so <laughs> there was some so, yeah, so there was a meeting in Iran between all the world leaders, and the war was still going on. You know, FDR is still alive. Yeah. Um, and the safest way they decided to transport FDR was via a battleship escorted by a fleet. And to keep it covert, they had to have total radio silence. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the Iowa actually had been specially outfitted to protect him. Um, like, it was, like, extra. Like, there was – everybody was on high alert at all times. Um, they even had a tub fit into the Iowa because he, you know, he was disabled. Right. Like, I like that. That's the thing. Like the, the fact, the matter of fact is like FDR, like was like, they, like, I feel like it's not talked, like, I feel like everybody's aware of the fact he spent most of his presidency in the wheelchair now, but it was not talked about enough how much that was hidden from people. So like people would like, had to like, basically be told like, you cannot fucking talk about the fact you saw the president in the wheelchair. Yeah. It was, um, it was they they tried really hard to keep that under wraps. Yeah, like, the jig was up after a while. Yeah. So, but. FDR. Now the other thing is he was in the Navy. Like he was a Navy man. Uh, well, he's actually assistant secretary of the Navy. Um, under, um, so he the Navy was a big deal. So he actually was like really he really liked being around all the ships. He really enjoyed seeing the sailors. Like this was a really good time for him actually. Mm-hmm. So he wanted that. He's like, he was kind of like, Hey, could I watch a drill? And they're like, Sure, we'll show you some drills we do. So, uh, you know, the fleet began to do some drills. Now, the US William D. Porter had already had several incidents during this journey that involved in the break of radio silence, all jeopardizing the fleet already. However, they really fucked up this time. Um, while doing torpedo drills, uh, so like torpedo launchers had like a safety pin essentially that like you took it out and it wouldn't launch. They didn't do that, though, um, and they proceeded to launch a torpedo at the president's ship, the USS Iowa, <laughs> which could you imagine the stomach drop feeling knowing you just launched a torpedo at the president? I no, I couldn't. Actually. I, like, that's like I can't of, imagine a fuck up that bad. Like, oh, I am the most fired anybody has ever been. <laughs> uh, my life is over. 
just like the presidents. They immediately broke radio silence, which they weren't supposed to do, to say, oh shit, we just launched a torpedo at the fucking president. (laughs) That's my interpretation of the message, at least. Um, I don't actually know what how it went. Uh, Tyler, would you like to do an interpretation of that message to tell the president uh, that you launched a torpedo at him? Hey, uh, Mr. President, uh, you might want to take a peek. You might want to put some floaties on. Yeah. Um, so as this is happening, FDR in like and like FDR is controversial. He had some racist shit, but he's also a little cool. A mixed like, bag. Mixed bag. I like he's definitely in the bag of problematic Chad. Um, I mean, not many presidents set up uh internment camps for Japanese people. Yeah, well, I, I, if Andrew Jackson could have, and if Trump could have, I'm sure they both would have. Yeah. And Washington. Washington owned slaves. I feel like we did never ever talks about that enough. Yeah, so did a couple of them. Yeah, no. Oh god. Anyway, but so FDR asked for his security guards to move him closer because he wanted to see their torpedo. <laughs> <laughs> so they so meanwhile like the iowa is like hard turning they're firing flak into the water to try to hit it luckily they evade it but the entire crew was then like sent back home essentially and like basically put under arrest yeah for conspiracy of assassinating the president however the man they would find guilty and they would find him guilty for essentially like attempted manslaughter basically was chief to apportament lawton dawson um, Dawson. Yeah, he was arrested for the misfire, even though it was a mistake. However, President Roosevelt actually pardoned him and overturned the sentencing. Okay. Yeah. So we think of the time the U.S. Navy almost killed FDR. Dude, I would like. I I would have like just if I was Lawton Dawson, I would have just jumped overboard. <laughs> oh, that's the end of that's the end of living. Uh, well, well it's... he didn't get court-martialed, really. Like, if it wasn't for fact FDR was so insistent that he'd be like, yeah, don't send him to fucking jail. That could have been really bad for him. Dude, like, I can't imagine almost accidentally killing the president. And it wouldn't have just been the president, too. Yeah, there would have been a lot of staff. But the big one is you would have ki- killed... That would have also, like, taken down a fucking ship. <laughs> yeah. Or at least cause millions of dollars of damage. Yeah. Yeah. Really weird to think about. Well, I, good thing he didn't. Imagine that alternate history. Yeah. <laughs> Presidents is killed just on a stupid fucking accident. Oh, my God. I don't even want to think about it. Well, also, it would probably have been hard to evacuate him from the ship. Right. I can't imagine warships were very uh, wheelchair accessible. Yeah, no, like I said, they had to outfit, like, special stuff for him. Like, they had to put a tub in for him so he could bathe. They had to do a few other things I can't think of. Yeah. Oh, my God. So what do you think of the weird World War II episode, Tyler? I, lo- I like this. What was your favorite little story you learned about today? I like the poopy one. Nazis drowning and shit. <laughs> Not like this? Um, I wouldn't like it as much if it wasn't the Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> That God, I like, and then the fact is like, hey, we have a small flaw with the batteries. Um, was that well, if they come to contact with salt water, they uh release mass amounts of chlorine gas. Well, what are the chances this submarine ever coming in contact with salt water? Yeah, you know, this uh sea craft that is submerged in salt water constantly, what could possibly go wrong? <clears throat> Nothing could ever happen <sighs> with this combination of circumstances 
Well, for it all to go to shit that way. Tyler, next episode, I think we're going to be doing your thing. I think we are. We go and talk some video games. Yeah. Which I, th- I, think, I think this is the first. I think this. Yeah, I think the. Um, yeah, we done think a, so. Have we done a video game episode yet? Outside of us, like talking about games we're looking forward to in vibe episodes. No. Holy. Well, I'm excited then. Yeah, I look forward gonna to get that some- one game in history i'm also looking forward to finishing uh, apparently so may will be recovering the gaudy technically movie i'm not going to be relieving releasing on our regular schedule though that's just going to come out when it's done cool and we're working on solving our technical issues we are going to unfortunately probably have to change recording methods again but that can wait um and then a uh, last little update tyler plug our social medias oh you can follow us on tiktok and twitter and instagram at pod outliers yep um the outliers pod yeah yeah and we generally try to post these every friday and we'll probably be doing a patreon that will essentially be like early access soon um i'll let people know when we actually do have a patreon and we're gonna then eventually work on some bonus episodes yeah or smiling and we're gonna start putting these out on video so look for a youtube channel soon uh follow our twitter and tiktok for when we announce that true we have been the outliers thank you for joining us